Today's gospel speaks to us a bit about greed, right? And in thinking about it, there were three different aspects I wanted to bring out. The first thing is that it's a good and solid reminder that the gospel has to enter into the way we have our relationship with the material world. It does. Um, There's three different areas, really. There's the material world around us. There's our relationship with other people. And there's our relationship with God. And at different points in the gospel, Jesus is going to speak about our disordered relationships with other people and how that leads to sin and perdition or it leads to joy and peace. Our disordered relationship with God or other gods or our disordered relationship with the material world around us. And here today, He's talking about one aspect that's a very important one. One way that all of us are tempted, especially in the world we live today, and that is towards what we call greed or avarice. And there needs to be already a certain detachment from the material world. We don't believe as Catholics in some kind of strange thinking that would say the material world or material things are evil, because they're not. They're not evil. It's us, it's us who are evil. <laughs> the material things are not evil. It's us who use them in evil ways. It's us who can have a disordered or evil attachment to material things. And you'll hear me say the f- a saying that I picked up a, a while back, that often it's harder for someone to accept God to come into our bank account than God to come into our bedroom. I've often found that to be true for Catholics. We don't talk much about God in the material aspect of our life. But the thing is, If he doesn't enter into that part, then he's not practically in our life. If we don't see what role God has in our relationship with the material world, then what does he have in our life? He should. Whether it's our responsibility over the things that belong to us or the world around us, all the ecological aspect of it. Or it is our relationship towards greed or hoarding. Which leads me to my second point. Greed is an interesting thing to think about. Over the years, I started to go a little bit deeper into what is greed. Because, I mean, do I have it in me? Where is greed? And it seems that I find greed in two main parts of my own soul, and you probably too. 
One aspect is something that is obvious, and it's the attachment to things. And that's where the disorder comes. Our disorder comes when we become too attached. You know, I personally want to live a simple life given to the one whom I love and those whom I love. But constantly, I find myself, as we all do, attached to too many things. And those things begin to distract me and take me away. And those attachments can go into the sense of addictions at their worst. It doesn't have to be an addiction to things that we know are evil, like drugs, for example, that's most obvious, alcohol. It could be addiction to phone or television or entertainment. That's true. But greed is not necessarily so much in the attachment to money. I know very, very, very few people that actually just love holding money, holding money, holding money, at least Catholics. Typically, that's not, that's what I think of when I think of greed. I think of holding money, but that's not really at the heart of it. That whole thing of holding money, holding money, holding money, that's not it. Where greed seeps into us is through fear. Fear of not being secure. Not having enough to have what I want. Not having enough to have what I think I need. Not having enough. And so I start to put all of my trust in having enough money or having enough material goods. I put my trust in that. And so, in fact, money or material goods become God for me. And that happens to Catholics all the time. Is that material things literally become our God, not always just through attachment and addiction. Maybe. Maybe that too. But when it's greed... It's really attachment because I'm afraid of not having enough. So, so when anyone ever speaks about money, I put my hand on my wallet right away. I start to protect it because I'm afraid that someone's going to come and take what I have and I have to be secure. I have to have enough. Now the opposite would be to be foolish and not save something for retirement, right? That, when we look at the saints I've been talking about recently, Louis and Zelie Martin, they saved for their retirement. It's not to the extreme. But what it is, though, is fear. A fear that wells up in our soul so much that all of a sudden, I put more trust in money, or what I have or don't have, than I do in God. And I don't trust God in my daily life, for my daily bread. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Give us this day our daily bread. I don't trust God for my daily bread. I trust money for my daily bread. And there we've fallen. And there, this reproach comes against us and leads us into the third point. 
your end is coming. And when you die, what will you take with you? You will only take with you what you have given. And now you've got to think about that a little bit. It's a beautiful statement. You will only take with you, when you go to heaven, what you've already given away. If you're not able to give it away on this earth, it will not last into heaven. Meaning, love. Every act of love you will take with you. And as you're closing your eyes, all your regrets will center around some moment of selfishness, of holding on to, of pride. All your regrets will be rooted in this whole aspect about barn. I put it all in the barn, I put it all in the barn, but I wasn't able to spend it. I put it all in the barn, I put it all in the barn, but I wasn't able to give to my children, to my friend, to my, when they needed it. And so, I personally have seen many times as a priest, families break apart at the moment of funerals, fighting over inheritances. And it's a horrible thing. And it is almost always rooted in these things. Attachment to worldly things, but most of all, fear that it's unfair, not right. And the most tragic thing of it all is that third point, a loss of love and sense and meaning, a loss of family, a loss of God. For mammon, or money, becomes our God. And our life, as I mentioned just a little bit ago, is no longer simple, but we get that Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde in us, saying, I love everyone, yes, but I want my money. I love everyone, but I'm afraid. I'm afraid of not having enough. And it's a subtle animal. We have to be attentive to this animal that creeps up within our heart. If we're not, we could be sure it's already there. So let us ask that the Lord might guide us, purify us, and open our hearts so that we might trust in him and not in the world, not what's in the barn. That we might learn that basic, moral, practical, Catholic principle that we will only take with us what we've given away. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.